Welcome to Greycast, exploring the world of Greyhawk one podcast at a time. This podcast is all about bringing the classic world of Greyhawk setting to life through Greyhawk creators, Greyhawk lore, Greyhawk streamers, Greyhawk stories, and of course the vibrant Greyhawk community of gamers. Thank you for tuning in and let the exploration of Dungeons & Dragons' most classic and revered setting, the world of Greyhawk, begin now. Hey fans of Greyhawk, it is time for more Greycast, the only podcast I'm aware of that is taking care of your Greyhawk needs on the interwebs. And my name is Wiley Hobbit. With me is our co-host, producer, technical whiz, Mateus. Hey, and tonight we're going uh, old school, new school. Uh, we're going to explore some products that are related to two super classic, super well-known uh, old D&D modules, B1, Into the Unknown, or actually In Search of the Unknown, and B2, The Keep on the Borderlands. And we're going to come at this, I think, maybe from the classic. First, we'll treat the, the modules, and then we'll talk about how they've been adapted over the years so that they could be played in various settings, uh, rules, uh, sets, and so forth. So, but first of all, first of all, del- we have to, we have to D&D. first, you know, and first we have to realize that this is season two, episode one of Greycast. Is it? Look at us. Look at us. It's, that means we're in our second year. So that's pretty that's, cool. Hey, 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 Wiley Hobbit, I have a question for you. Yep. Tell me about your experience with keep on the borderlands and uh and um uh, be one uh because i didn't grow up with these modules so, so you have a nostalgia factor here that that I uh, that i don't so so yeah. tell me about that so to keep on the borderlands b2 was published as part of the basic rules set and i can't keep track i think it's Moldvay. yeah it was the red box i can't recall which one is which basic rule set because there were numerous uh, but but Keep on the Borderlands B2 was actually published in 1981 for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it came out in the red box set. And the, that was the first D&D I ever played. And the way they published it, the way they put it together, they made it so you could play it without being a D&D pro. Um, they set a bunch of advice notes for the dungeon master in the beginning that relate to how to run the module. What are all of the abbreviations? What is descending armor class? How do I use the combat tables, movement and combat? So it's like a little mini DMs guide right in the front of the module that sets everything up, uh, talks about, uh, gives you a whole, uh, like a small white paper type article on how to be an effective DM, um, talks about how to manage time, uh, dividing treasure, computing experience, and then it gets into how do you use this module? And then finally, you know, four or five pages in, it gives you this background. And what's interesting about this module, many of those early modules in D&D were set somewhere specifically. And I have been through this and scoured it, um, and I cannot find anything that speaks to even 
a specific example of where they thought this might be set. Now, the copy I have of this is actually the Goodman Games uh, retrofit, the big monster tome uh, that Goodman's Games released. Uh, let's see if I can find the year on that. That would have been 2018, I believe. Um, at any rate. Now, um, the we'll, we'll come back to this, but there was a republished version of this uh, called Return to the Keep of the Borderlands, published by Wizards, mm -hmm. when Wizards got control of TSR, and it was published in the year. What year is this? I need a year. 1999. And it places this in Greyhawk in the Omenry. Okay. So yeah, because see the original, the original there's there's no mention of any location, which is kind of cool because that means you can put it wherever you want. Wherever it makes sense where there's gonna be a keep, you know. By keep, I'm thinking like if you remember that movie from the 90s called the keep you know that big dark fortress with the big walls and the gloom and it kind of has that feel to it because greyhawk is you know very much uh evil is a thing and and good doesn't always win um but there's really no placement or location um i've heard that it was meant to be in mistara um what's interesting is the goodman games treatment of this uh the book starts with several articles um, and interviews by various writers and editors, starting with Luke Gygax, Mike Merles, uh, Harley Stroh, all of these people, uh, Brendan LaSalle, Alex Kammer, Jim Wampler. Um, but Mer Merles even talks about setting it in Greyhawk, setting it in Forgotten Realms, setting it in Spelljammer. So they give you some ideas, but, but that's one of the cool things about this is it's like the first you know, really, really pure sandbox um, where you can park this thing anywhere. Um, and so the Keep on the Borderlands, the premise is there's good versus evil and there's this outpost where the heroes can go kind of make their way and, and, and make names for themselves and, and earn renown and treasure and prestige by, by meeting the right people at the Keep, maybe hiring a few uh, men-at-arms, uh, you know, additional um, bodies, because this is written for six to nine players. Mm -hmm. um starting you know levels one to three um and then taking off and exploring this keep um and actually the real fun begins on the areas outside the keep um and so what they did in this thing they have uh, an area map there's a mound of lizard men there's a spider's lair a bandit camp there's a mad hermit um and then there's this thing called the cave of the unknown and all it says here, it says the cave of the unknown area is left for you to use as a place to devise your own cavern complex or dungeon maze. And, and there's instructions in here about keying, uh, you know, putting monsters in the caverns and, and you know, DM prep. And so it, it's almost like a, a little mini setting. Um, it kind of reminds you a little bit of what they do now with the, uh, in 5e with the uh, starter set. Right. Um, where they give you that big, long kind of sandboxy adventure. You know, there's the Fandelver stuff and then there's the ice. Uh, what is it? Dragon of Ice Fire Peak yeah. um, and the other starter type set, um, essentials kit. Um, so it gives you a way to, to really have a full campaign. And by the time all said and done, if your characters survive this, you're going to be at least third level. 
um, it's a keep. And then nearby, there are all these, these things uh, that I listed. And then you have uh, the, the real attraction, the real star of the show, the Caves of Chaos, uh, meant to be a series of uh, caves that are inhabited by various monsters, some of whom are aware of some of the other monsters. There's a bit of a, a monster hierarchy, um, you know, from lowly kobolds in cave A, and then there's goblins who are sort of allied with the hobgoblins, and there's a minotaur cave of the, all of them avoid. There's the bugbears, and then the last, you know, set uh, caves, a K, are, are inhabited by this evil priest and his undead minions. So it really uh, you really kind of see the gamut of, of monsters and uh, adventures, and it's like a DM's uh, treasure trove because you can really make it your own. But, but unlike B2, or unlike B1, um, this one is pretty well keyed and pretty well stocked and all the monsters are in place. Um, the keep is kind of loose. There's some names and there's whole lists of NPCs and tables and mercenaries and the relationships they can build. Um, but, but the caves and all the adventures are pretty well scripted out. On the B1 side of the ledger, um, the unknown, right? Uh, that one, interestingly enough, also a bit of a sandbox in Search of the Unknown. Huge right. cavern, dungeon complex, right? Two levels, 50, right. 50 some odd chambers and, and, and rooms. In the original editions, um, none of them are keyed. There's a whole set of monster tables and NPC tables and treasure tables. And there's instruction in the beginning of this module. And this one was published in 79 That's by right. TSR. And when you look at the module, every room, it'll, it'll say, you know, room 1A. And, and it'll have a, a blank space for monster and then a blank space for treasure and location. And then it'll have all the descriptions of the, the kind of the physical elements uh, and maybe the purpose of the room and, and all of that. So it, it asks the DM uh, to, to build the whole thing out as yep. a, you know, a dungeon crawl. And the so two very, very different. Go ahead. I was going to say, oh, two. Yeah, they're very different. And, and as I was reading the background on page six of B1. And it's just a couple paragraphs. Yep. Um, and, and it talks about who built it. Um, Rogan and Zelliger. Rogan and Zelliger. The... And, and I thought, at least for my campaign, I'm not going to give away too much because you're in it. <laughs> um, but this fits perfectly in the Bone March. Yeah. You, and, the... it, and it suggests that in here. Yeah, you you have you have everything you need. You've got barbarians to fit it. You've got hills that can hold an underground complex. It's 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 a it's perfect. And so in my campaign, somewhere in the Blemu Hills, there is this underground complex which I will stock to fit uh, um, Bone March, the Bone March tribes, and um, Rolon and Zelger are from days of yore. They're from long ago and they right. built this place and they, they just, it, it's just been. Yeah. Just left. Two, two heroes of legend in the, you know, the bottom of page six in that original module, it says note in the mythical world of Greyhawk available from GSR. The stronghold can be considered within any one of the following lands, the barony of Rattic, the duchy of 10 or the theocracy, of the pale. And by stroke of Quinky dink, um, I happened when I ran this, um, probably three years ago, I ran the, uh, my first streamed game on my channel, um, we started in Neural, or actually we started in um, the Northern Province, um, 
near the Edry Forest and went through Neural and into the Blimu Hills. And I, I located it where the Rakers, the very western edge of the Rakers and the Blimu Hills and the Gamboge Forest all, because there's nothing up there. And that actually borders the northern edge of the Bone March and the Theocracy of the Pale. So by just dumb luck, I happened to put it kind of in one of the regions they recommended. And again, because of all the demi-humans up there, like you're thinking with all the tribes, yeah. um, you know, and that gives you ample stock. Plus, you know, it's it's a long abandoned um, ca- uh, complex. It's, a, it's an underground mansion for heroes that they had built. That's right. uh, this Rohan and, and Zeligar, the unknown uh, wizard of some uh, power, and Rogan, a, a magnificent fighter. Um, this is their retirement place. <laughs> um, rumor has it it's you know chock full of treasures that they earned from fighting off barbarians to the north and and all of this but but what's interesting about dming this is is these are modules that you can absolutely make fit your game uh yep, where you right. set them how you stock them yep. and even though the caves of chaos and b2 are fully stocked and and the stocking of them is there to me anyway as an old school dude is their attraction I, I mean, we used to just, we played the Caves of Chaos so many times and we always were scared to go into Cave M, you know, the Hall of the Minotaur, you know, because there's this thing that happens to your characters in the labyrinth, you become lost and, you know, all of that. And then the horrible Minotaur, you know, and ah, I just, so many hours of, of fun rolling uh, crayon filled plastic dice. Oh yeah. No, yeah. That, um, yeah. And, and this is also ripe for for you to expand you could absolutely uh, go with both of these modules in in a bunch of different ways um the keep you can have other factions interested part you can really you can use this as a whole uh, as a base for a whole campaign um and it, it can easily um be that it doesn't have to just be the one module from uh one agreed, to three agreed yeah. one thing i think is cool with this goodman piece i want to speak to this you know specifically about the goodman piece the big the big goodman tome um and again i haven't found the year on this it's i know they announced it at gen con in 2017 that the goodman games was going to begin a series of oh here it is 2018 it was published um a series of um refit classic D modules for fifth edition and the book is beautiful it's it's at least an inch thick and this particular book is called into the borderlands so it has b1 and b2 and what they've done is they've they've printed the original printings of each module so the first half of the book are forwards and articles from you know people who are talking about their experience with these modules um then they have uh, the original b1 which is actually in there twice and then the original B2. And then the second half of the book is B1 for fifth edition, fully stocked. All of the dungeons are keyed with fifth edition monsters. So it's literally ready to run fifth edition right out of the right out of the book. And then B2 is also in there. Um, and, and it looks like they've they've really expanded on and really um, keyed the extra side adventures and the extra bits uh really really well in the fifth edition version like the key the the lonely tower at uh at Cascaton, the uh the 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 rogan and zeligar's uh labyrinth if you will but then they also have uh zeligar's 
uh, quarters in there that you can only get to by teleportation because uh, he's a wizard, right? And then they have Rogan's tomb that you can only get to if you pass all of the martial tests he throws at you to, you know, to a fighter. Um, so they've done a really nice job of giving you as much as they could. So, you know, in my mind, um, and then B2, of course, they, they have all the extra stuff around the Caves of Chaos and the Keep built out and fully ready to go. But in my mind, I think you could almost put the two together in the same campaign. Um, well, they, know, are, they have are, the keep near they are b2 b1 they are together oh in, in your in your in, refit there from 99 in that, in, so return to the keep of the borderlands it doesn't it just mentions it in the map the cave of the unknown that's that that cave there um right it, they put that in this module they call it keskatan or whatever that's called. oh so they put the cave of the unknown as b1 yeah that's clever. Yeah, because in B2, they literally say, do with it what you will. It's a, it's yep. a cave. So, okay. Well, that's on page, cool. On page 22, there is no cave of the unknown in the 99 version. It is Cascadon. I'll be dope. And so, so you can, you absolutely, you can put the two together. Yeah. Just and think of, because that Cascadon, you know, the way I did it, um, I had to, I had them, they needed to get there and find it first. So we had numerous sessions. Um, and it gave me an opportunity to pull the party together and give them a, a, an in and a, and a patron who actually turned out to be their main adversary. Mm-hmm. Um, sold them a bill of goods to get them to go up and find this, this queue. Um, and then they had to come back and deal with all of that. So there were probably double digit sessions before they even got to Cascaton. Absolutely. Um, that's just the kind of goofy DM I am. I think oh, I'll just add a little something. And then 12 sessions later, now- we're finally in the module. And, and and the the neat thing about this is that the Goodman Games book has done this for fifth edition, so you don't have to grab the old module and convert it yourself. They've already done all the converting and they've expanded it for you, so it makes running that in fifth edition a, a super simple idea. Yeah. But but if you want to run it in in BX or one E, you can just you can grab the Goodman Games book because the original is yeah. right there. Yeah, uh, and, and the way they did it, it's the original printing. So those, if you remember those modules, for anybody that had them, um, it had those blue maps, and they're literally the same blue maps that were in. Like if you buy the print on demand from Dungeon Guild, Dungeon Masters Guild, yeah. you get that. Yeah, you're holding that there on camera. Um, it's the same exact stuff from the original printing. Yeah. So you get the originals as printed um, with these forwards, and then you get the 5e fully stocked, fleshed out. So you don't have to stress about, you know, converting. And I, I've kind of given up on that stress as a DM now. I used to really be bothered by, well, I want to play a classic module, but I don't want to do the math and convert. It doesn't have to be converted perfectly. Reskin it, put what you want in there. Right. Put whatever like you're going to do with, with B2 in our game or B1, whatever it is, B1 in our game. You're going to put what's native to the Bone March into Cascaton versus right. what's suggested in all the tables that come with the module. So that's, that's right. the beauty of DMing is, you know, always remember that this is your table with your party. Um, do it how you wish. Um, you know, that's one of the things that Gygax emphasized, um, you know, with Greyhawk is that's why Greyhawk is such an open sandbox. Sure, there's cannon, there's lore, there's grognards who will go down swinging uh, in defense of all of that. But at the end of the day, it's your table um, and you should enjoy it uh, as you see fit. Um, 
some other products that you can get on, um, I mentioned the one, um, the Return to the Keep on the Borderlands. It's the right, twenty. Right. It's the and that 20, was a Watsi publication, right? You said. Yeah, it's it's a it's the Watsi TSR. Okay. So ninety nine. Yeah, ninety nine. So it's still listed as TSR, but if you look closely, it's Watsi. So um, this was published published shortly after Watsi took over, um, and what it does is it takes the keep at, that you know and it places it thirty years after the module B one. Gotcha. So the adventurers have already cleared it, and now it's been restocked. New enemies have come and taken it up, taken it over. Hmm. And so it's a, it, it's a great way to, if you have players who have already played B1, right. or, or B2, so I should say, and you want to do it again, this is a great module for them. Additionally, them yeah. um, a lot of the NPCs and the place names um, are not they're not given explicit names and stories in in b2 they're in this version they are right. so if you don't if you want to be lazy and you don't want to add the extra descriptions go into the extra work so the keep gets a ton of extra work here um that's with, nice because the original keep is is a little bit of a shell yeah there's there's lists of things that you can use to really flesh it out but but they don't do the work for you yeah so that's kind of nice um if you want to pick it up what addition what rules set is that 99 book for it's Tui. Tui, okay. It's gonna be Tui, yep. And um, but it, it yeah, Tui. Um, and so so that's that's a, a big resource, and, and that's the official Greyhawk version. Um uh or I should so say what, this places it in the omenry, um south of uh it's kind of south there, a couple south of Jeff next to Keoland in that area okay. down there. So so would that be sort of compatible canon-wise with Living Greyhawk Gazetteer? Uh, this would be... No, this would be... I mean... It, 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 or does it not set a time? This would be before Living Greyhawk Gazetteer. It doesn't okay. give you... It doesn't give you a year. I don't think I'm not... Yeah, because that's the other thing in the originals is there's no timing as far as which, which it just year. says 30 years after the last yeah. one so you could get but it it specifies a, a country to place it in which right. wasn't done before right now the other official product here and by official i mean tsr watsi product is b1 through 9 the uh, which takes all of B of one through nine, well, not all, most of B of one through nine, puts it into one gigantic uh, module, a uh, 200 page module. Yeah. Um, and the advantage, disadvantage to this version, there is no keep. And, and the keep has been omitted, but you can buy the POD and get the keep. But the, what they do here, which what they do here is the caves you you're going what they've set up the caves as if you're going in to get to that last little temple area mm -hmm. so part of the story the way they set it up in this is they've they've strung all these modules together and so you are going to the caves of chaos for the specific person purpose of getting to that final temple and defeating the uh person evil in, priest yeah evil priest and so that's the reason why you're going and everything right. else is then you you know and, and and so and then um same thing in this one you are only given the map of b1 that's it just the map and you're told to stalk it yourself 
<laughs> any any background like did they give the rogan and zeligar background not, not in this edition so mm. the, the so um b1 through nine was kind of like i think for they, they didn't put everything in for space um but um if you're looking for a way to to put these two together um it's got i mean if, if you if you've seen any familiar any of your if you're familiar with any of the current watsi uh, mega modules where they have multiple ways you can go. Right. You, you know they'll give you the little float adventure flow chart at the beginning of the of the book. They have okay. this in here, and, and you okay. can you can you can get some good ideas on how to how to place this in in a campaign from this book, especially B uh, especially B B two. Um. So, um, but, and then there are also I know of two little zines you know everybody has these little zines this one is called beyond the borderlands and it's two issues they're going to be a third and then they're going to put it into a little bound book this one is really nice it's it's all an isometric hex crawl and you can see, i'm showing scott here you can see the keep is really fancily done um, yeah it's three-dimensional art it's not just a 2d surface map Yep. And this one is it takes the whole thing and the whole region around it and it kind of redoes it in according to modern de game design sensibilities. They're cheap. I think they're only 10 bucks a pop. I forget. It doesn't say the, the publisher did not put their info on here, which was really stupid, if you ask me. Um, <laughs> um, but you just look them up on Google, you'll find them beyond the borderlands issues one and two and by uh, zines you mean they're like a little like two-thirds size paperback yeah. glossy cover like a little yeah. magazine yeah, sort yeah of a little magazine yeah. uh 20 pages each yeah um yeah. and um the first one gives you the the borderland and the regions the second one gives you the keep and the third one will give you or the keep the dungeon the caves of chaos and the, the next one will give you uh some of the monsters and some other things hmm. um so, so some good resources if you want to um, run the, the Borderlands because it's it's pretty popular, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a favorite among folks who got their start uh, in D and D in the eighties. Uh, that's that's my category, um, and it's you know it's a great place to start because the contents give you you don't have to own the DMG and the player's guide and all this stuff and be some rules expert, particularly to run B2 mm -hmm. uh, because they put it in the basic addiction addiction. Yeah. Well, it kind of is basic addiction. Uh, they right. put it in the basic edition box set. There was a, a basic rules, but it was meant to be able to be played right out of the box, open the module, hand that to your DM. And there's enough in there that you can run it. Um, so again, it's a nice, Starting point, if you're you're new to classic D&D &D and you want to try the BX rules, you could do that pretty easily with just the module. Or if you want to use it as your base to build off of as a more complex campaign, it's so sandboxy. There's so many opportunities to connect it to other things. You can place it anywhere. And then there's any amount of, of resources in the module itself. And if you get the Goodman book, man, it's got the 5e conversion and, and all the resources, the Cadillac, if you will. Yeah. And remember, this is a, and like you said, this is a sandbox module. So there isn't a um, a main storyline that you're following. Correct. 
So uh, the the B one Relegar and or uh, Rogan and Zeligar. I always flip those two around. Um, there is a background, but the module itself, the adventure itself, they kind of place you near the area where the you know the, mm-hmm. as a DM you have to hook them toward the area. There's no pull through, do this, then that, then it's a dungeon crawl. That's and right. and B two is even less organized. It's here's a keep. Uh, tell me what you want to do. Here's your choices. Um, yep. versus versus a um, pull through narrative. I'm trying to think here. Um, I know a lot of folks talk about um, sandboxes, um, like the village of Hamlet was the, you know, the, the sandbox, you know, by Gygax. And I'm trying to see, um, looking at the module online now that was published also in 1979. So that was actually published before the keep on the borderlands. So mm-hmm. that's the classic village uh, sandbox where you have like a home base as a village. Right. And then there are things you can do from there. You know, the, right. the, they're not far from this horrible evil that has uh, surfaced uh, in the area. And it turns out to be what the temple of elemental evil. Um, of course, the moat house is kind of your entry into that. Um, there's even reference in the B2 module, the keep on the borderlands to a, an evil temple, um, which cave K sort of is, but by temple, it's like five rooms. Um, and it's, it's a cave, (laughs) um, but they make a little reference. Like you could almost put the temple of elemental evil, uh, near the keep on the borderlands. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah. So two classic, um, sandboxes with with the keep on the borderlands and village of hamlet and then a classic dungeon crawl and with b1 and goodman games has put out they've put out a lot of these haven't they yeah they've done the isle of dread they've done the escape to the barrier peaks i believe they've done the castle de amber um they may have even put out against the giants um they've they've really uh built a nice series of if you want to play classic D&D in uh in fifth edition you know fully stocked uh, without having to to you know concern yourself with uh um you know conversions um and they've even got uh stuff that's uh roll 20 compatible now um so that's kind of cool I'm on their site right now trying to find yeah I'm seeing this well yeah they're doing their kickstarter right now for dark tower i've not which i've not heard of before all the grognards listening to us are like you haven't heard of dark tower (laughs) Uh, yeah so here we go i found the page me too there's temple of elemental evil so t1 through four there's x2 castle amber there's b4 lost city expedition of the barrier peaks isle of dread and into the borderlands um and those are all the big books which is which is a i mean the Temple of Evil to Evil. I've seen that one. That's two. That's two books. Yeah, that's that. two. That's a hundred dollar purchase right there. That's two very thick, hardcover, beautifully bound. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's and then um, B four is is awesome as well. B four is a desert. If you want a desert adventure, is that the Lost City? Yeah. That. Yep. Um. It, it's it's a it's a good good module um i had always thought of putting that in the bright lands 
Hmm. Uh, with Rari, you know, after Rari the traitor, and you know, nothing we, we don't think of the Brightlands often. So I was thought I thought the Lost City could go in the Brightlands, or maybe even in uh, off the map there in the in one of the two deserts there. I can't don't think the Dry Steps maybe, or hmm. yeah. I don't think I don't think he can go in the Sea of Dust. I think the Sea of Dust is very hostile to people in general. <laughs> but um, And, and you know, I, I've seen um, there are so many resources for B2. I know what's that gentleman's name? Um, he does the maps. Oh, blasted. Mike Chalet? <sighs> no. Um, Di- Dyson Lagos. Oh, okay. Or Logos. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Dyson Lagos. Um, he has. Um, redone in gigantic f- format the the actual map for um oh, wow. b for b2 so he's got all the caves and you oh, can wow. uh, individually and then together so you could have an eight and a half by 11 of each section of the cave um you know the the kobold section and, and so he um you can find his stuff dysonlogos.com um, oh. just just give a search for those uh, so if you want a, a new map or a map maybe you can uh use um there's some um and um i know i also know uh of some you can go so there's lots of resources and you can also go on youtube and i really liked um i really liked um on YouTube, um, a, a guy named uh, Professor Dungeon Master. He does uh, D&D videos and he did some videos on how he ran um, B2. Um, and it was pretty neat. And you could get his, um, if you jumped onto his Patreon, you could get his notes uh, for B2 and how he ran it. And so there's, I mean, these are really popular modules and there is no end to, um, resources on these modules i've even heard of what's it called reverse dungeon where y- you play the goblins and the humanoids trying to take you play the others the other way you oh yeah you try to take the adventurers key. come into your cave system and you have to fend them off yep that's right <laughs> or you, you have to run out and kill the keep take the keep um All right, so um, B1 and B2, some pretty awesome modules. Um, we, we've seen where you can place them. You can place them pretty much anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you want a borderland. So, you, yeah, it needs to be somewhere not settled on the edge of, of, of stuff. Um, I mean, a borderland, I, like it says in the title. I've heard of it being placed along the border of. Um, the North Province or North Kingdom and, and Bone March. I've heard it being placed in the Flinty Hills or in, in the Rakers and up at the Raddick. Um, of course, it's over in, uh, on the edge of the Crystal Mist Mountains in, in, uh, in uh, Yeomanry, or you could put it, you could put it up in Cheth. You could put it. There's areas, the Northern Vesby. Yep. Near yep. the Iusian holds uh boy think of the stuff that'd be a great place for cascaton 
Oh, yeah. Think of the stuff you could stock in there with, with the whole of the Iusian Empire at your disposal for monster stock as a DM. You want to be really neat to place B2 up there. Place, yeah. play, put, um, put the caves up there. Play the game in 576 as written. Then play it again the same party with new characters with in five after 591 but this time stock it yourself with iusians and uh yeah. stock it differently to reflect the change in the lore from that yeah. region uh yeah. you now you're not just fighting humanoids now you're fighting fiends whatever else you want to put in there it's really just a million different ways you can you can use this at the end of the day so scott is this one of your favorite modules uh i would say that this is my favorite module of the of the old school stuff and it's just owing entirely to the fact that it was the first first D, &D i ever played as a 14 year old back in 1982 um that's it so, um, you know, I still, when this first came out, I couldn't wait to get my hands on it. I still haven't run B2. Um, I'd like to do that at some point, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely, uh, my, my top one right after that's probably Hamlet. So. so where can, we can, obviously you can get the original, not the original, you can get a POD, uh, print on demand reprint from DMs Guild. Yep. Where can we get the Goodman games? What's their website? It is goodman-games.com. Goodman-games.com. Yep. And um, it's, uh, they've got a page dedicated to the uh, old school adventures that have been replicated. All those books are uh, $49.99, uh, but man, they are worth every penny. Now, the Temple of Elemental Evil, as you mentioned, is a two-volume yep. two book, so that's $99. Bucks. And, if, and if you want the budget, like the DMs Guild, I, I think the PDF is 10 bucks. Yep. And the POD is not much more. Absolutely. Yeah, cool. This was fun, man. It's uh, I'm not by any stretch a gray hockey and lore master, but I know a little. And this is one of the little corners of uh, Orth that I'm uh, familiar with. So, which is interesting because it doesn't really have a corner of Orth. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like the um, it's like the multiverse thing. Every version of Orth, that's right, has a, has a keep some a keep on the borderlands. That's somewhere. right, sure does. Everybody's D and D table from back in the day. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be back again in a couple of weeks with more Greyhawk uh, related conversation, whether it be lore or specific adventures that like we covered tonight or canon. Uh, uh, who knows, uh, creators? But uh, thank you for following us listening to us you can catch us on uh, twitter follow us there at uh, graycast 576 um and of course if you're listening to this podcast you already know where to get them so i won't bore you with that detail but uh, mateus it was fun it was great and uh listeners we'll see you again very very soon take care and be safe out there You've been listening to the Greycast Podcast, where we explore the world of Greyhawk one podcast at a time. Mateus and I are excited to share our passion for the world of Greyhawk with each of you. 
We'll drop episodes every other Monday featuring all things Greyhawk. Please refer us to all your cool, nerdy Greyhawkian friends and allies, even your most hated enemies at the gate. You can find our podcast on Spotify, and be sure to give us a follow on Twitter, at Greycast576, to keep up with Greycast. Until next time, remember, it's a dangerous business going out your door. You step onto the road, and if you don't keep your feet, there's no knowing where you might be swept off to.